Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Happy to have you all here listening or viewing on YouTube if that is uh, your poison of choice. But welcome, welcome back. We have a fun-filled episode for you. Uh, it is close to St. Patty's Day, so we got some St. Patty's Day fun planned and uh, and some other things. But uh, happy to have you here. Thank you for the love on the first couple episodes. We do really appreciate it. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome back our esteemed colleague, the one and only Christian Hello, it's so good to be back for yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. I can't wait to get into the topics we got today. And the sound thing randomly gave us a whiskey, so apparently Christian needs a whiskey. So yeah, that was a big... I actually have a whiskey, so that's perfect. That was a gigantic fail for us. Wait, you have a whiskey? What do you have? What are you sipping on? I'm sipping on uh, some Jim Beam. Okay, okay. Do you do it on the rocks or how? What is your preferred method? Do you mix it? Today is just straight. Just straight. Just, just sipping. Straight. Hey, I like I like it straight like that. I mean, maybe some little ice on it, you know, just a little bit, just to chill it. You know, sometimes sometimes you just gotta be rough and just drink it hot. Who cares? You know. Yeah, I mean, us being so close to St. Patty's Day, I'm just like, you know, why not just uh. Just put some hair on my chest today. There you go. I'm actually sipping a beer, uh, and I can. I'm gonna show it on the video version on YouTube. So if you happen to check out the YouTube version of the podcast over on my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com, I am Sinister. You see, I'm drinking uh, Sloop Brewing, Sloop Jam, Boom Shakalaka, baby. Look at that. Get some of that. Sloop Jam. Hey, don't you judge me. It's quite tasty though. Quite that sounds like the that sounds like the thing from that book slash movie uh, Holes with Shia what? LaBeouf. I mean, I'm thinking you seen NBA Jam. You're thinking Holes. I mean, yeah, that too. It just sounds like the '90s. That's what it sounds like. Well, apparently, it's a tart fruit ale with blueberries, blackberries, and lactose. So, mm, okay. Well, you know, I try it. Yep. All right, but as we like to do with every episode. Uh, we like to kick it off by starting with what have you been watching, listening to, reading, or whatever. Yeah. What have you been doing? What's been going on in the life of Christian? What, what's what been on your docket? Well, I've still been powering through Game of Thrones. I'm getting ready to finish season one tonight. Um, and like I said before on the last episode, man, it, it's so funny to go back and watch that show because you just see how young everybody is that survived and then you see all the people that have so much life in them that don't survive and it's just oh man it's it's a roller coaster already and i'm only a season deep so that's interesting uh and then aside from that uh tomorrow for us at the time of this recording is saint patty's day so i'm definitely going to watch some saint patty's day horror tomorrow and uh, i'm thinking i'm gonna go with maniac cop Okay, okay. Maniac Cop. Good choice. Good choice. A little Bruce Campbell action. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. I mean, if you got Bruce Campbell, who's obviously a legend, and then another legend, Tom Atkins, like if you got oh, both yeah. of them in the movie, I mean, come on. How do you not watch it? Tom Atkins rules. Uh, I actually have a shirt that says Tom Atkins rules. I need like a, I need a tank top that says it. I need underwear that says it, socks, all of it, because I love Tom Atkins. So you want Tom Atkins on your underwear? I mean, I kind of just said that. Not, you know what? Actually, yeah, I do. Okay, I do. Just making sure we're clear. Just, just yeah, we're we're, we're crystal. Okay. All right, got it. Um, all right, so um, I, well, yeah, we finished uh, Ozark, so we're waiting on the okay. second part of that, and uh, just started. Uh, I think it's called Super Pumped. Actually, just started. Like, didn't even finish the first episode yet. I've uh, been busy, but uh, it's about, I guess, the origin of Uber or something to do with Uber. Maybe it's not the origin. Not 100% sure. Um, but we're we're starting that and hopefully going to check that out. Uh, but with tomorrow being St. Patty's Day, as you mentioned, 
I'm going to do my traditional. We usually like to watch the uh, Dropkick Murphys concert. They'll put like a live concert on. I forget how many years they've done it, but it'll be on like YouTube and stuff like that where they just put on a live show and broadcast it. And nice uh, Irish punk music uh, and stuff like that. So they have a lot of good good songs for the holiday. Uh, so we'll be doing that. And then uh, we'll probably watch... Um, I mean, Leprechaun's always a good choice. And we may just put Leprechaun on just for something. Um, if not that, there's actually uh, a couple others I have considered. And uh, they're actually on a list that we have that I wanted to read I like to lists. you. Um, it's the 10 best St. Pat- uh, Patrick's Day horror movies. So if you want to okay. watch something for St. Patrick's Day and be festive, but you also want to be spooky because you like creepy stuff, then we got you covered. So <clears throat> let's go down through this list real quick. Uh, maybe we'll find something that can replace Leprechaun for me tomorrow uh, before we watch the, the Dropkick show. So, coming in at number 10 is Unlucky Charms. Uh, it came out in 2013. And uh, let's see. It uh, apparently uh, has five young women compete to win the opportunity to model the latest line uh, from fashion de- uh, designer D.D. DeVille. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's a uh, – I've seen that when I've scrolled for uh, Prime Video. So, that should be available to watch on Prime, right? Yes, correct. It's on Prime. Um, nice. And pretty much, you know, it has uh, hobgoblins, cyclops, banshees, leprechauns, stuff like that in it. So pretty much covers the base for for St. Patty's Day. <laughs> uh, number nine is one that you actually mentioned, um, the one and only Maniac Cop. Yeah, 1988. Yep, yep. Nice classic. Uh, and it's actually I the first it. of three Mani- uh, Maniac Cop films. Um, let's yeah, see. I haven't watched both the sequels yet so i mean i'm they're obviously not going going to get better you know it's just one of those kind of like leprechaun like when you watch the first one you know what you're getting with all the rest but you know we still watch it yeah so quick rundown of that it's a a killer dressed as a police officer commits a series of seemingly random murders in new york city as the investigation continues amidst the chaos of saint patrick's day celebrations so there you go so that's pretty much how it ties in with saint patrick's day if you are curious but that comes in at number nine Number eight would be Red Clover from 2012. Um, stars Billy Zane, it looks like. Um, originally titled Leprechaun's Revenge. Let's see. Uh, a teenager who is cursed by a leprechaun. What? What was that? You mean Billy Zane from like the, uh, what was it? The Tales of the Crypt movie and the Phantom and Titanic, yep. that Billy Zane? Exactly. That, that same one. Excellent. So yeah, so it follows Karen, a teenager who was cursed by a leprechaun after plucking a red clover from the forest. So leprechaun fun is gonna, you know, hunt down somebody for plucking some clover. So that comes in number eight, <laughs> and that's also available on Prime Video. It looks like number seven. Oh lord, I've seen this movie, and you know, I'll just tell you what it is: Leprechaun Origins from 2014. Trash. I mean, I can't really argue. I watched it and I was like, oh, God. Uh, it's unrelated to the Leprechaun franchise, in case you were wondering. So, just because it has a name doesn't mean it's connected to the Leprechaun franchise and all that. Uh, but, yeah. So, another Leprechaun. They're being tormented by a Leprechaun. Yeah. That's that's about I gotta, it. I got to let you in on something real quick. Now that, now that you brought up that terrible film. So, whenever I'm watching a movie... Everybody has their own ranking system. Yeah. When I see a movie that is just like truly garbage, that is like the bottom of the barrel trash, I like to call it boo-boo shoes. So Leprechaun Origins from 2014 is 100% certified boo-boo shoes. Wait, did you say, what did you just say? What is it? Boo-boo shoes. Boo-boo shoes. Okay. Yeah. What did you think I said? Uh, I mean, it sounded like you said booby shoes to me and I was like, well, okay, I don't... I'm not sure how that works, but okay. Boo-boo shoes. Go. No, man. Boo-boo shoes. <laughs> okay. Boo-boo shoes. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that. That Me and the missus watched that, and we were like, wow, this is hot garbage. So that's at number seven. That's I feel like that's kind of high for that, but whatever. All right. At number six, The Hallow from 2015. Uh, let's see. The Hallow uh, 
it pretty much brings on traditional Irish folklore of fairies and banshees. So there you go. That's how you're covered and how it is tied to St. Patty's Day. You know, Irish folklore. Gotcha. Yep. I've had, I don't think I've seen that. I feel like I have. I don't I know. It like sounds I've really familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I think I just watched a piece of it, so not enough to give you like an honest, fair opinion. Yeah. All right. So then we uh, continue on to number five. Leprechaun Returns. Uh, 25 years after the events of the movie that began the trend, Leprechaun Returns attempts to modernize the 1993 Leprechaun while maintaining its comedic slasher roots. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen this, but the picture they are showing me does not look good. Leprechaun looks... I don't know. Listen, man. Listen. So, after watching Leprechaun Origins, you can't get worse than that. But, like, this movie... I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, this movie takes place after the first one. So all the other sequels like don't exist. It's one of those requel sequel kind of movies. So that's a huge it takes place trend. After that Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Halloween started it off. Scream is from done what it. I can. No, Scream didn't do it. Never mind. Scratch that. Scream didn't do it. It was a uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Did it? It did. It sure did, and that also didn't end didn't end too well. But what I can say about Leprechaun Returns, man, like it's not it's not boo boo shoes, so it's not hot garbage, but it's definitely not great. But if you're watching this movie, you know, with a company of some friends, and you got some brewskis with you, it's a great movie to uh, to uh, shoot the shit while while watching in the background. So definitely that. But I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say that it's good. But you know. So fun fact, yeah. this is the the first movie uh in the franchise without Warwick Davis playing the leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And and it shows, man. It absolutely shows. Maybe that's why he looks weird because it's not him. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Maybe that's why he looks strange. I mean, they they tried to bring back some prosthetic stuff with that, so that was really cool. I'm always a big fan of of traditional, you know, effects, prosthetic effects, and all that. But um, the CGI that they do use is kind of weird. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is another one of those movies that has a trend that I absolutely hate, which is CGI blood. Like, blood is like the easiest thing to do in movies. So why why do we need so much CGI blood? I don't get it. But anyway. Like I said, it's not booboo shoes, but it's not good either. So it's right in the middle there. Gotcha. So we're halfway through this list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a bold statement, and Christian's probably gonna hate me for this. If Leprechaun in the Hood is not on here, I'm gonna be super pissed. <laughs> I know that I movie's hot garbage, but I still I still like. I think it's just because I know it's bad, and I think I feel like it has to know it's bad. But yeah, I, like Leprechaun yeah. in the Hood, definitely not great. Uh, it is a it's fun one watch. to watch for fun with people. But it's, I don't think it has anything to do with with St. Patrick's Day at all. I think he's I mean, it's he, a leprechaun. the leprechaun. That's not far fetched <laughs> compared to all how this stuff. This is happening on St. Patty's Day, so there you go. It's a St. Patty's Day movie. <laughs> I think. I mean, I guess if it has leprechauns, exactly. in it, it just constitutes as a St. Patty's Day horror exactly. film. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, we'll literally, some of the other ones I'm saying, it will have, this one has fairies and banshees. And I this mean, one has yeah, a leprechaun chasing somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right, number four. The original leprechaun from 1993. Okay, this leprechaun looks much better. Warwick um, Davis, man. Yep. Not much you can say about this. Most people have seen this, um, hopefully. If not... You should watch it to see uh, Jennifer Aniston, a very young Jennifer Aniston starting her acting career. Correct? Yeah, she's in. Yeah, this movie. This movie came out. um, I want to say one year before Friends. Uh, So yeah, she doesn't talk about this movie much at all. I think you can find like maybe two interviews that she does with this, and most of them are like conventions. But yeah, man, she she never talks about this movie. Uh, for reasons that are pretty obvious, once you know you listen to what we just said about the movie, so I totally get it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's it's hilarious. This movie is really really funny if you watch it and don't take it seriously. It's full of tropes. Like I can't explain to you how many tropes are in this movie. You have like 
the typical girl that's from like LA that's like super valley and you know everything sucks because you have to move you know to a small town whatever uh, you got this crazy leprechaun who's like extremely, extremely, extremely overblown with his Irish accent. Oh yeah. You know, I think they even have a character in here called Mrs. O'Grady at one point. So like, it, it gets crazy. You got uh, a typical '90s kid in this movie that acts like he's 35 years old. <laughs> you have a 35 year old man in this movie that acts like he's 13, and that's because I'm assuming he has. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not assuming. He it's Ozzy's character. He he has like a some kind of mental disorder, right? Like, so you have that going on, but instead of them saying that, they, <laughs> the whole plot of this movie is them stealing the leprechaun's gold so they can have Ozzy have surgery to fix his brain. And it's just like, dude, Jesus Christ. So like watching this movie now, as opposed to watching it in, you know, the nineties when I was a kid, it, it, it's a little different, man. So but yeah, you're saying it's a cult classic is what you're saying. That's what I'm getting. Cult classic. It absolutely is a cult classic. It's got Warwick Davis. It's got a little bit of gore. It's got some jokes. Some I think it's got a, a you know kill count of like four people in it. Three or four people die in this movie. But like, uh, yeah, man, it, it is a cult classic. I'm not gonna sit in and shit on this movie. I actually quite enjoy it. I think it's one of the better of all of the movies. But Leprechaun, like the character, he's such a little prick, dude. And I don't <laughs> even mean that as a pun. I just hate him so much. Like he's so unlikable most of the time and he cracks all these terrible jokes. But you know, I'm still gonna watch the movie. That, I mean when I think of Leprechaun I think of the cheese because that, that movie those movies just are Oh man, this yeah. movie is definitely a large cheese pizza hold the sauce. Like it's crazy. All right, moving on to number three, Into the Dark Crawlers 2020. Um, So the other movies were actually, I think, on sci-fi.com. This movie, Into the Dark, is available on Hulu. Uh, Apparently, it's inspired by Invasion of the Body Snatchers at St. Patty's Day. Partiers are forced to band together um, when an alien invasion begins taking over the bodies of everyone in the city. So St. Patty's Day Partiers is pretty much... St. Patty's Day with aliens invading and taking over bodies. That's essentially the gist of it. So if that's your thing, there you go. There's your St. Patty's Day horror movie. That's cool. I hope it's not trash, but like I said, I'm a huge fan of body snatching and whatnot. I love that kind of storytelling. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a great story in general. I really like it. So I'm hoping that 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 movie is in boo-boo shoes. We'll see. Oh, my God. This rating. Boo-boo shoes. Jesus. All right, number two, Leprechaun 3. Oh, my God. This picture it's showing is literally Warwick Davis as Leprechaun and Elvis beside him. Uh, it's from 1995, and it's available on Peacock oh, TV. One in Vegas. Do what? <laughs> I said I already know what you're talking about. That's the one that's in Vegas. Yeah, so uh, it hit stride in the third installation where Leprechaun wreaks havoc in Vegas, terrorizing casino goers and gamblers alike. When a gold medallion is removed from an ancient statue at a pawn shop, the leprechaun is released once again. So if you want uh, a leprechaun terrorizing Vegas, there you go. Leprechaun 3. Check it out. God. All right. And number one, Grabbers from 2012. Uh, It's available on AMC+. Um, Taking inspiration from the notable horror film Tremors, an Irish film plays on the stereotypes of creature... Features to poke fun at itself. Okay. I've actually never seen this. Uh, the film does- See, I have seen it. It's just been a while. So apparently the film doesn't take place on St. Patrick's Day. Um, but it's a perfect movie to celebrate the holiday because it, I guess, just... It's a horror comedy. It's one of those kind of films where they're just making fun of everything. So, there you go. I totally remember watching it thinking they're totally ripping off Tremors. That's what I remember thinking when I watched it. I'm still, I guess just because it's an Irish film, that's how it's St. Patty's Day? I'm not really, I don't know. I mean, at least it doesn't have leprechauns in it. I mean, that would make it more Irish than, well, it's an Irish film. Okay, whatever. All right, so there's your top ten list. So if you like horror movies and you want to watch something for St. Patty's Day, there you go. Uh, We got this from uh, Screen Rant, so got to give them the credit. Oh my gosh. Some of those made my head hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. All right. But segueing from there, 
Uh, figured we'd do a little sin sports. We'll talk about some sports. I know Christian's a, not a big sports fan, but uh, we got some stuff going on in the sporting world, such as uh, March Madness is about to start up as the time of, or at the time of recording this. I think uh, the tournament officially starts uh, tomorrow. I'll be going through the weekend. And uh, let's see, your number one seeds going into the tournament are Gonzaga, Arizona, uh, Baylor, and Kansas. And my lovely Tennessee Vols are a number three seed. And speaking of which, they won the SEC tournament, so they're SEC champs. First time since, I believe, it's 1979, so I'm super excited about that. And hence why I'm kind of decked out in Tennessee gear today. If you're watching on YouTube, if not, you can just uh, close your eyes and think really hard, and you can picture my lovely face you know, wearing an orange shirt and stuff like that. So March Madness tomorrow, going to be doing brackets and all that fun stuff. Uh, love this time of year. I love March Madness. Love the upsets. I don't care if it breaks my bracket and just shoots it all to hell. I love seeing these little schools come in and make noise and upset these bigger schools. You know how much it means to them and just watching like the passion and all that stuff happening. It's, it's phenomenal. I love it. I love watching the games and we'll be watching tomorrow. Me and little man, Mrs. Sin even has got into it. She loves making brackets, and she loves watching them to look for upsets and all that good stuff. So March Madness starting tomorrow officially. Also going on, NFL free agency, which has been wild. I'm a huge Titans fan, of course. Christian, are you a Titans fan at all? I mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Go Titans. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not a huge sports person, but I still enjoy watching the Titans uh, really try I mean, look, look, you don't have to kick me in the genitals and make me sad after this year. You know, you don't have to be all hateful. Man. I mean, I, you know, I am curious really quick. Can you can you tell for, for the NFL? I know we're talking about basketball right now, NBA. But can you tell me your three top teams for the NFL? I've never asked you this question before. Like, what do you mean? Like the three best teams or like my three favorites? No, no, no. Your, your top, like your favorite teams. Oh, so obviously Titans, number one. Um, After the Titans... I mean, that's hard. I, so I'm bad about not necessarily teams, but I'm a fan of players. So I'll like the team because I like the player. But no no team tops Titans for me. Like, if the Titans playing anybody else, obviously I'm going for the Titans. Um, I do like Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh, because uh, the wife, her family have uh, roots from Louisiana. So they're LSU fans. So I got to watch Joe Burrow play. Two years at LSU and win a national championship, Heisman, all that stuff. You know, became a fan of him, watched him there. So I pulled for him in Cincinnati. And, of course, they had a great run, including beating my Titans. <sighs> yeah. Um, so pull for him. I pull for the Browns every now and then. I don't really know how the Browns are going to look next year. Uh, just because the Browns have been – I will say the Browns have to be some of the most passionate fans to have stayed by that team. That team has had some rough years. It's been getting better. You know, the last couple of years, they've definitely been doing better. But I'll pull for them some. Um, and Green Bay. I don't know why, but I've always kind of – I don't mind Green Bay. They don't bother me. I like Rodgers and them and, and watching Green Bay. I used to like watching Favre. So there's some teams. And, of course, I'll pull for the Mrs. Saints. She's a New Orleans Saints fan also. So I'll, I'll pull for them some. So there you go. All right. Well, thanks, man. And then, uh, and one last sports question from me. Last sport ball question. Give me your three top teams for uh, NBA, and then I also want to hear your favorite college teams as well. Oh my three. God, just quizzing me. NBA, yeah. uh, Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Boston Celtics. Really? And, and then I wasn't expecting that. Uh, see, Grizz Celtics. Ooh, the third one, man. Who am I gonna pick for the third one? Um, actually, I don't really know who my third one would be, honestly. Thinking. Grizz and Celtics are pretty much my main two. That's fair. I mean, college. I don't know. I want to say, well, I don't know. I don't really know that I have necessarily a third one. I mean, I'll keep up with players and stuff, but can't think of a third one right now. No worries. Warning, but who were you expecting me to say? I had no idea what you were going to say, but Memphis Grizzlies were just not on the list at all. For I've me. actually seen and a couple Grizzly games, and they they were fun. 
I'd like to see them now with with uh, Jaw on the team and stuff. That's fair. They were fun. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, college? Like I know the players that you're talking about, but I don't. The and then college? What basketball or football? Well, I guess it could be. I guess it doesn't matter. Well, basketball since March Madness. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, Vols. Um, college basketball for whatever reason. Look, I know they're good pretty much every year, but they don't ever win which is extremely frustrating because I want them to win, but Gonzaga. I actually like Gonzaga, and I'll pull for them. Um, so, Vols, Gonzaga, and then... I mean, I like Duke growing up. But... Okay. It just depends. I'll fall in love with a Cinderella team. I, I do it every year during this time. It's that team that, like, no one expects to win. So they come in, they'll knock some big name off, and then I just want to see them keep just wreaking havoc, just chaos. Just burning the rackets to the ground. I love it. That's fair. All right. right. So thanks, uh, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good questions. Man, I can't think of an NBA team that's bothering me. I feel like I should have another one, and I I just don't know. Nobody's like – there's none that are just really, like, clicking for me right now. I mean, I like players. It's kind of like NFL. There's players I like that are on teams. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So – Moving forward, um, NFL free agency, not going to spend much time on it because we could literally, I could go through a ton of stuff, but uh, NFL free agency has been interesting. The Titans just uh, announced that they are releasing Julio Jones. Um, they've released a couple players to make cap room, so that's pretty interesting. Aaron Rodgers signed a massive, massive deal with Green Bay. Uh, Baker Mayfield may be out in Cleveland because uh, it's reports that they are going after um, Deshaun Watson. Uh, and Von Miller, which I did not expect this at all. Von Miller got traded from Denver to the Los Angeles Rams this past year. Won a Super Bowl with the Rams. I kind of expected him either to go back to the Rams or to go to Denver. But instead, he signed a six-year deal with Buffalo, which was pretty crazy. Uh, J.C. Jackson went from New England to the Chargers. Christian Kirk went from Arizona to Jacksonville. Um, let's see. There was uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, announced he was going to sign with Dallas, but then ended up signing with Denver, which was interesting. Um, let's see, who else do we have? There's been a bunch of people. Mitchell Trubisky is now Pittsburgh's quarterback. Miles um, Jack went from Jacksonville to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it, it just keeps happening. There's still a lot of moving pieces. Of course, Tom Brady announced retirement, and then two months later he announced he is not retiring. He's now coming out of retirement to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but a lot of moving pieces, a lot of free agents still out there. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, where Deshaun Watson goes is a big, big piece. Of course, Russell Wilson got traded from Seattle to Denver. Um, and it's it's been a, a wild one. Uh, Cleo Mack went to the Chargers from Chicago. And, yeah, it has been a crazy busy free agency. So it'll be interesting to see how it continues to play out and uh, how it all goes. Hopefully the Titans – can address some needs and, uh, you know, build up. I am sad, though. We had uh, Foreman was a backup that filled in when Derrick Henry was hurt this year, and he played really well for us. And I was really hoping we'd sign him as a backup, but instead he got a one-year deal with Carolina. But it is what it is. I mean, that's how it all goes. So, yeah. Not going to spend too much time on it. We may touch another episode. Or if you want to hear more sports, I'm sure Christian would love to talk about sports because he loves sports. Uh, but definitely oh, so let much. us know and suggestions out. I think I said, you know, let us know a lot last time, but we definitely want to give viewer feedback and see what you guys enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and what you want to hear more of and and stuff like that. And, you know, we're open to to criticism. So there you go. But uh, that's enough of me rambling about that. Uh, Let's, uh, Christian has something to speak with us about. And who knows what it could be. Uh, Christian, what do you got for us this week? I sure do. As our listeners know, I do love me some comic books. So today I'm going to talk about one of them dang comic books I just read. I really like. So uh, today I'm going to be talking about a DC comic. Uh, it's a DC Black Label. It's called Batman Imposter. So before you get too um, deep, it's by, what is what is DC? Before you get too deep, what is DC Black Label? What is that exactly for those that don't know, including myself? The DC Black Label is kind of like Marvel Max. It's just like stories that that you can tell that have you know maybe some language or maybe uh maybe some gore in it you know just like Mm. rated r comics essentially okay gotcha yeah 
So just, they're just they're just able to go a little darker with the stories and what the characters say and you know what they do. So you know instead of you know Batman or Bruce Wayne, not not necessarily in this comic, but for an example, instead of you know uh, a hero waking up in their bed alone with their covers all jacked up, they'll wake up and they'll have you know maybe somebody in the bed with them that they you know hung out with last night. You know what I'm saying? So like, that, that's pretty much like playing it. checkers or something. Scrabble. Uh, <laughs> 3D chess. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. but uh, Matson Tomlin wrote it, and the art is by uh, Andrea Sorrentino. And for the comic lovers out there listening, uh, Andrea Sorrentino has done a lot of art for DC. She's done some I Vampire stuff. She's done Green Arrow, uh, mostly like the New Fifty Two kind of stuff, I believe. Um, I could be wrong on that. Actually, she did the the, the Joker story, which is a uh, killer smile. With uh, Jeff Lemire, pretty much anything that Jeff Lemire writes, she's probably the artist on it, so that'll help you um, with that. She did a lot of Gideon Falls for people who are reading stuff like that is a little bit more current, um, so she's doing a bunch of that. But uh, and I keep saying she, I'm totally wrong on that. That is not a she. I apologize. Um, but anyway, the story itself, it's a year one Batman story, and I've just kind of taken this story to be the Pat Bat universe. It's not the Pat Bat universe, but every time they show a drawing of like Bruce Wayne, he looks just like uh, Robert Pattinson, or you know, pretty close. Like it's very, it's very easy to see the connection there. And his bat suit, I mean, looks like the bat suit from the comics, but it's you know a little bit more inspired from the movie as well. So like you kind of get the best of both worlds. So there's that going on. Um, but in this world, it's a, it's an Elseworld story. If I hadn't said that already, and the characters are a little different. So you don't have a Gordon in this story. He's been run out of Gotham. Uh, if you guys are familiar with the character, the ventriloquist, he's in this story as well, but he is not the ventriloquist that we know. His origin is a little different. This is kind of before he becomes a full-on villain. And uh, in this story, Bruce is seeing his therapist that he's forced to see, and his therapist is Leslie Thompson. And then uh, for the comic lovers and the you know fans of the animated series and whatnot, you know that Leslie Thompson is usually a doctor, usually you know portrayed as an older lady, friend of Bruce Wayne, friend of the Waynes, um, and she's like kind of like a night nurse character. She essentially you know patches up Batman and the subsequent Bat family when they get pretty jacked up, and I believe she helped Bruce when he got his back broken by Bane, all that stuff. But in this, she's a therapist, and she takes no shit. Like, from Bruce Wayne whatsoever. She pretty much says, like, listen, uh, if you don't come to see me at dawn, like, every, or sundown, I think, every single day, um, then I'm going to call the cops. And I'm going to tell them who you are, and the, the Batman is going to be over. So it's kind of weird to see that. Um, but she lights the fire into Bruce, and he comes in, he talks to her every day. And uh, there's another... Uh, character in this that we don't know yet this imposter batman he's going around killing villains that batman has put away in prison over the past uh year because he's only been the batman like i said for one year in this story so we're dealing with that um it's a pretty cool story the artwork's great um it's really see it's really hard to see this version of batman making the mistakes that he makes uh knowing how uh our traditional you know Earth One Prime Batman acts, and just to see that happen is really, really funny. Um, but anyway, this imposter Batman, like I said, he's killing people, and Batman's on the case. He's got to stop it. He's got to see what's going on. And because there's no Gordon, they introduce this other cop, um, and you know the relationship that her and Batman and her and Bruce kind of come into how that evolves. I don't really want to ruin that so much so because I do want to express that this story like just ended. Uh, I want to say it ended uh, as of the time of this recording uh, last month, February. So you can buy this uh, full trade paperback if you don't want to buy the single issues right now. Uh, it's a short read. Like I said, the art is really gritty and dark. It's really nice to, to look at. It's that Sorrentino art. But the reason why I recommended this story so much is because we get a lot of Elseworlds Batman stories. And the best part about those uh, those Elseworlds stories is you get to see the characters do something a little different, right? And that's just, that's always fun to see. So this Batman, this Batman makes some choices that we you wouldn't really see our Batman making. He says some things that you wouldn't really see our Batman saying sometimes. Um, and then the, the villains that he fights, you know, they're villains. They do villainous things, right? So that's always fun to see. 
but if you like Batman Year One, if you like that darker, grittier Batman, if you liked the Batman just released in theaters, if you like seeing a Batman more akin to that, acting that way, being a little bit more reserved, a little bit emo, like making mistakes, not as smart, taking his time, figuring out crimes, uh, using the sewer systems to get around Gotham and, and, and subsequent things that he set up around the city as well. Like, this is absolutely the story for you. Um, I just read this recently, so it's still fresh in my mind. But I want to stress that the art is fantastic for this type of storytelling. It's really, really dark. Um, and when I say dark, I mean like that vibe of it is dark, not just like dark, like blood and guts and it's sad. I mean, like it is just a dark place. Gotham is depicted, you know, pretty gross, really dark. And, 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 and the skies are dark. The, there's a lot of shadows in the story. So you see a lot of silhouettes of the Batman character in this. And that's always fun because, you know, Batman's one of the few characters in comics that you can give him just a little bit of a visual and you know exactly who it is. You know what I mean? So it's really fun to see that. And if you have not read this story, um, it's definitely something that I would 100% recommend to everyone. And, uh, let me know after you read it what you think of how they took some of the characters and what do you think of a Batman in a world with no Gordon? Like that's interesting to me. So yeah, read it. Let me know what you think. Hit us up on all our socials. And uh, that's what I got to tell you guys today. All right. So Batman imposter. This is, is this a, so this is a newer, newer book, right? Like, yeah, just came out this year at the, t- at the time of this recording. It just wrapped up about a m- month or so ago. So and it started in January? Yeah, it started in January, and it's over now. I think it's a three-issue run, okay. um, so it's over. Um, you can read the whole thing, like I said, in trades. Uh, I got my copy just from Amazon. You know, it was like, you know, I want to say it was like 18 20 bucks. So definitely worth the money there. Okay. Uh, so how close is it? Is How far away is it, rather? For um, uh, Boo Boo Shoes, <laughs> it's pretty far away from Boo Boo Shoes. Like, if I had to rank this right now, like just like a number grading to give it a little bit more context, I would say this is a solid, a solid seven point five for me. Just to be that short of a story, three issues. It's really actually it's 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 an eight. It's a solid eight for sure. Um, just the way that they portray this Batman and the villain that he's fighting, and you you understand how early on in his Batman career that he is, um, it's really well done. And like I said, Gotham is also a character in this comic, um, and and the mob and all that stuff. Like it's it's really well done. So this is this is for sure something that I can see DC Warner Brothers animating later on down the road. I can totally see this being an animated uh, movie. Interesting. Um, it's, it's really, really easy to adapt this story. There's just enough for it to be, you know, a 90-minute movie, 90-minute film that they have, and they'll probably add some stuff, take away a few things. But the way that it's written... You know, like Batman and Batgirl hooking up and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no unprotected bat sex in this, for sure. Um, but like when you, you really get into behind the mask of Batman on this, so that you are talking to Bruce, but like I said, if you've seen the, the latest, the Batman film, it's way more reminiscent of that version of Batman where he is pretty much Batman all the time, but, uh, he doesn't quite know how to turn it off, but I will say in this, uh, he does have a Bruce Wayne persona. He definitely knows how to, how to talk and how to be smooth when he needs to, but it's not perfect yet. And you see him do that in this when he's talking to certain cops that I've mentioned earlier. You definitely see him do that, but you see him also make mistakes. You see him uh, fall for some people. You know, like I really like to see that um, for this version of the character. So definitely a solid A for me. DC Black Label, Batman Imposter. It's available now. Like absolutely pick it up. Um, Thompson, like, or sorry, Tomlin. I can totally see him writing more stuff for DC. Um, he's probably already doing it. I haven't checked out the solicits yet, but I really, really enjoyed the story. And somebody recommended that I read uh, Batman the Detective. And to that person who recommended that to me, uh, that was by Tom Taylor. This is better, uh, miles better than Batman the Detective. That's that's also a newer story. It came out like towards the end of last year. 
Um, and the trade, I think, just came out at the beginning of this year. It's got Andy Kubert art. So the art is fantastic in that story. Uh, Batman Detective has much better artwork than Batman the Imposter, but the story is where it's at in this. Uh, so if you want to read a good Batman story that's Elseworld, Black Label, you know, a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, definitely go for Batman the Imposter. Just out of curious, like, just curious here, but if you gave that an eight, What's something you would have gave a 10? And is there anything black label that you would have gave a 10? Um, that's a great question. Um, I haven't I'm read just curious, enough. Just kind of scale it for, for like the ranking you're giving. Yeah. This. Okay. So, man, what would I give higher than the eight for Batman? There's a lot. Of, so actually, yeah, the, uh, if you've read the Greg Capullo, uh, Scott Snyder, Batman story for like new 52 Batman, the very first arc of that is the court of owls arc. Um, that that's like damn near a perfect 10. I want to say right now, just without me looking at it at all, I'd probably give that uh, a nine right now. Um, stories like hush, uh, Batman Hush, you know, drawn by Jim Lee. Like, uh, that's a, a Jeff Loeb. That's another really good story as well. I'd probably give that a nine. Um, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, that's that's a nine. I don't know if I have a Batman story off the top of my head that's a perfect 10, and that's only because when you start looking into these stories, like, there's always something to be said in them. You know, why didn't Batman do this? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? So I try not to give any of those stories, like, a perfect 10 to me. But, I mean, if you got a nine as a comic book, like, that's that's pretty damn good because you don't just read a comic every day and think, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is perfect. Like, even for me, as good as Watchmen is, I, I still wouldn't give it a perfect 10, right? Um, but when I read it, it was a 10 all the way and I've read it multiple times since then. So there's things about the comic that I don't like, but that's more so because it's a product of his time. But as far as Batman stories go, those are the two, those are the three, excuse me, that pop up on the top of my head right now um, that I would give a nine to um, just because I, like I said, I try really hard not to give uh, those stories perfect tens. And there's always going to be somebody, you know, a, a viewer, a listener, that's going to argue with me. And I say, bring it on, man, please argue with me. I love, I love that. Like no disrespect to anyone who disagrees, but like, I really like hearing other people's sides of these stories and like why they like it, why they don't like it. And, you know, I will say, come at, if you're going to come at me, come at me with more than no, it sucks. The arts trash. Batman's terrible. I like Iron man. Like, come on, like seriously. But, um, if you got something to say about it though, that you don't like, or you do like, please let me know. Cause I love hearing, those uh, opinions that that helps me, you know, as a, as a fellow artist myself, like that helps me come to terms with things that I like. So, um, yeah, by all means, let me know. Vin and ink on, uh, Instagram sipping with sin. And, uh, I am sinister, uh, for Mr. Sin here as well. Let us know what you think. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you for that. That, uh, definitely sounds interesting. Something I'd like to check out. You know, I love Batman. So, Anything Batman you, that you recommend, especially uh, things that you recommend highly, because you yeah. you recommended Hush to me, and I read Hush, and I was just like, oh my god, I've been missing out. And you've recommended a lot of really good comics to me, a lot of stuff Absolutely. that I read, and I was like, okay, I feel like you kind of know like the art style, because I'm a sucker for really cool art styles and mm-hmm. stuff. So that you know draws you in visually, but then a good story like Hush and stuff like that, just yeah, oh yeah. Dude, I'll I'll say like uh, the art will make or break a story. Now, if you have art that's like fine, but the story's really good, it kind of evens out. Yeah. But if you have a story that's not hidden and the art is terrible, like it, it's hard to get through those stories. So, oh, sure. I really try to recommend stuff that has good both. But sometimes, like I said, the art can suffer if the story is there. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So before we uh, start wrapping everything up, um, do you have any St. Patty's Day traditions? Kind of going back to that for just a second. Is there anything that you do, you know, every year or something you try? Honestly, to do? no. Um, I, I do the the typical kind of like you know down south thing. I I wear something with green in it because I don't own a lot of stuff that is solid green. Same. But you know, I wear a little green in it so I don't get pinched, and then. Uh, I just recently started like messing around with different ales and stuff. So I don't really have a tradition. I'm just now finding stuff that I enjoy. So not yet, but 
I can say for this year, tomorrow, I'm totally going to watch uh, St. Patty's Horror, which we mentioned before, and I will have myself a tasty beverage. Uh, which ale or beer I'm going to have, I don't know yet. I'll probably pick it out tomorrow on the way home, but I'm definitely going to have one uh, while I'm watching this movie. So We should totally gonna post whatever you pick on uh, social media and let the... I will. I will post it and I will tag us so everybody can see what I'm doing. Post but, it on um, sin, yeah, that's, the Sipping with Sin page and all that stuff. <laughs> um, so you speak of like ales and stuff. Have you have you ever tried Guinness or Murphy's or anything like that? Have you ever tried any of those? Yeah, I've tried both. I've tried both. I actually quite enjoy Guinness. Like I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's fantastic. Yeah, that that's a good one for tomorrow. I'm going to try to find something. I think I might have one Guinness left. Uh, but also I am, I'm not going to go crazy tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be just, you know, maybe one just to kind of chill and, and celebrate the holiday. Um, something we've done for years, uh, a good friend of ours has a St. Patty's day little gathering, nothing crazy, but just like some friends come around. Uh, they have some like Irish food and, and stuff and, you know, oh, it, it's always a good time. I- Irish music playing stuff like, and then uh, stuff like dropkick and stuff like that playing. Uh, and it's a good time, real festive and. Uh, last year was my first year doing it, and I have to say that it was one of the most freeing experiences of my life. But I wore a kilt because uh, it's one of their things. They'll all wear kilts. A lot of them will. And last year I was like, you know what? Hell with it. I, I wore a kilt, and kilts are kind of the play. I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt so free and agile. Well, agile for me. But, you know, like, it was it was pretty amazing, actually. So I'm pretty excited. Be doing that this weekend. So uh, that'll be fun. Um,. Yeah, we. That's pretty much what I'll do. We'll watch that Dropkick concert, and then nothing too crazy tomorrow for me, at least. Movie, and then celebrate this weekend. But <clears throat> okay, moving on from that, and to those that celebrate and stuff, you know, Happy St. Patty's Day. Although the time you're hearing this is definitely long since passed, but I hope you had a good, safe St. Patrick's Day. Um, we had a viewer. Give us a suggestion. Like we've said before, you know, we take suggestions, stuff like that you'd like to hear or, or things you might want to hear in the show or, you know, like, don't like, all that good stuff. We had someone suggest this and we love the idea. So we have a new segment to wrap up each episode. The segment is called Last Call. Uh, pretty much this segment, we are going to be taking viewer questions to, uh, to answer. So the viewers can qu- give us a question and we will uh, select one each week and, and answer it. And uh, that's how we'll wrap up each episode. So welcome to The Last Call. Whiskey! All right. So for this question, the one and only Matt Sweeney has asked, Christian, apart from being a comic book movie connoisseur, what do you do for a living? That's a great question. Uh, I wish the answer was a lot cooler than what it actually is. But, Please say uh, gigolo. Currently- Oh, wait. That's not legal. Hold on. Don't say that. Okay. Scratch that. That never happened. All right. Say. Yeah. yeah, There's no. No. Of course I don't do that. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I don't know. I have nothing. Uh, So, like I said, the answer is, you know, kind of boring. uh, But currently I teach. Um, I work online as well as a social media manager. And uh, I sell artwork on the side. So that's kind of how I uh, can eat every day. Art, teaching, and social media. So thank you, Internet. Heck yeah. Very much a part of the interwebs. Absolutely. Do you still play music at all? So I don't, man. Like, I, I, I played music for a long time. That's actually how we met, you know, playing, playing in bands together. Um, so I played music for a really long time. I do miss it. I miss being on stage. I miss the lights, the sweat, the, the, the stomping, the, <laughs> the, the, stomping. the feel that you get from the crowd. The stomping, yeah, oh man. So, so for those of you who don't know, I played in a metal band for a long time, and uh, it's customary for metal band uh, players to uh, to do what we call the stomp. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys more about that in a, in another episode. But floor stomping, man, we do that all the time. We do that all the time. It's it's the best. It gives you power on stage. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. Uh, and I miss that. Um, I miss playing music. I miss being a part of uh, the band scene. But, you know, uh, the older you get, the more you got to lose. And I feel like I'll be on stage going hard and my back will just give out. So I don't want that. True. Or like your neck from headbanging and stuff like that. Because, yeah. 
Oh man, and I headbang. I got really long uh, locks, so they're they're just they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I actually remember you you had a bass player in your. I was a bass player because uh, I don't think I said that before. But uh, you had a bass player as well who had locks, and his locks at the time were longer than mine. So we had like this like unspoken like rivalry where we would always get on stage and you know shake our hair and do our thing. And I remember thinking to myself, one day my hair is going to be longer than his. And he ended up cutting his hair off. So <laughs> Andy, if you're listening to this, my hair is still growing, sir. It is still long, and I'm oh man, I'm, I miss the days. Are you ever going to cut your hair? Am I ever going to cut them? Nah, probably not, man. I worked so hard to get uh, dreads in the first place that I probably won't ever cut them. And I have a few like solid white hairs, and I feel like my dreads might just turn white when I get a little older. So I'm kind of hoping sick. that's what happens. Dude, right? You look I'm like um, a dude from Walking Dead. Um, oh, yeah. What is his With name? The tigers? Um. He has the tiger or whatever. What was his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know. I do know who you're talking oh about. Oh my god, I'm blanking on it. But yeah, he has. I'm pretty sure he has white dreads, right? Well, at least on the TV show, yeah, white dreads. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, they're they're his Ezekiel? were like more no. salt and pepper. It was Ezekiel, right? Is it? Is that it? I think his name was like Ezekiel or King Ezekiel, something I like think, that. I think that's right. If we're wrong. We're sorry, but I feel like that's right. Yeah, I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure it was Ezekiel. Man, band days. That's been, dude. That's been like a lifetime ago. It used to be good times. Dude, dude. I, I'm. Tell me you don't miss it though. Tell me oh, you don't I miss. miss it. I miss the hell out of it. Like, kind of like you said. I don't think my body would do as well with it. But I will say, those that have ever played or ne- well, never played in a. a a metal band or probably in a band in general metal bands, especially though, because there's a lot of stuff going on, but playing a show with the lights on and everything, I don't know. It's all, it could be like single digits outside, but if you, I don't know, I would always come away like dripping wet with sweat. Like it was one of the best workouts, like cardio wise. I'd always be like just wore out. Dude, I remember so you you were the lead vocalist for your band. So I remember you doing like warm-ups in the back and then, you know, going out there and you had, you know, everybody has their kind of like persona from when they're playing on stage. And I remember you just you just demanded so much from the crowd, but like not in a negative way. Like you just had that kind of presence about you. And I remember thinking to myself when I first saw you guys play live, I was like Whatever he's doing, I need to implement that more so. And I'm just playing bass, so I just remember thinking, like, I gotta, I gotta take some of that, that, that fucking like swag that he has and use that for myself. And uh, I remember you let us use the little box that you would use to like kind of, kind of step, stand on a little bit, and then you know, stomp and all that. And that was like a proud moment for me. I, I loved that. So thank you for doing. That. Uh, true story. The box is actually probably two feet from me, like under my desk, storing stuff. It's in here, yeah. Like the box still exists. That is one of the heaviest damn things ever, too. Like we were gonna make it a toy chest for my son, and me and the missus mm-hmm. were looking at it, and I was like, "Man, this thing is like sturdy." And then I remember, like, just if you would let it go, there was nothing like really padding. Like if it closes, and I was like, "He's gonna smash the shit out of his hand." So no, we're not gonna let him have that. This thing has yeah, been he through, would... been through wars. Yeah, I could totally see. I could totally see him getting hurt for Aww. that. So that good. good what on you, you give me a compliment? That's that's rare. Oh, yeah, that's probably the only one you're gonna get. Probably. But. I know it used to be funny. Like I would, you know, obviously I would like sell the merch and do stuff. Like I'd book shows. I did like a lot of stuff like behind the scenes for the band, and then I would be the front man. But it's funny. Like I would talk to people. I'd talk to promoters, talk to other bands, and be around people. And then I'd go on stage. And, or somebody would like hear the music and they're like, "Wow, you! I can't believe you sound like that." I'm like, oh, okay. This, I guess, how I speak and like how I'm sp- like all that. But yeah, I would hear that sure. a lot. You definitely did. Like, you you're definitely one of those vocalists who didn't look like what they sounded like. But I mean, how many vocalists do? True. Um. So that was really cool to see. And um, I, I remember, I remember that man. You had a you had a whole 
persona on stage like like we all did and it was great i think mine was more so like trying to keep the crowd energized without having a mic all the time and uh, moving around because you know i was in a metal band as well and a lot of the members in the band i was in like they're extremely talented musicians but because they had like they, they they knew what they needed to play and they knew what it needed to sound like sometimes that meant they didn't move as much on stage so you know me i would just it was just reckless abandon when i was on stage i didn't care what was going on as long as i was moving around and having a good time and i thought the crowd was having a good time i would pretty much do whatever it took so um you know that that was kind of my job and then i would also speak to people outside of the shows because you know uh Myself included, but my bandmates for sure were definitely not public speakers so much so. You know, speaking to somebody one-on-one after the show was always a little awkward for everyone, so I would just take it upon myself to do so. Uh, and then uh, our bandmate, uh, James uh, Downs, he would also he would also do a, a lot of that as well. So we kind of just tag-teamed, you know, talking to people and trying to lock down more shows after that. And it was fun, man. Like I said, I miss it. It was a great experience. I, don't, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um, I loved it. Heck yeah, man! We could do God. We could do a bunch of episodes on band stuff. There's so many band stories and, and things, and that's definitely. Oh, I would we like to uh, not only just reminisce with you on stories, but I would also like to maybe get some of the former bandmates on here, or even people we've played with, or stuff like that. I mean, there's lots of stories out there. Lots of maybe that could be a different type of sinister tale, you know? Oh my, that'd God. be cool. Yeah. If you guys are, yeah, I mean, I'd be down to do that. It's a there's a lot from back in the day. I mean, a lot of shows played and a lot of interesting times. But that's gonna do it for this episode, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, you guys have been growing. The audience has been growing. So thank you so much for that. And uh, yeah, if you uh, want to follow us on social media, sipping with sin everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Check it out. We post clips, all kinds of stuff. Interact with us there. And as well, you can come to my personal YouTube. The Simple and Simple will be made eventually. Uh, just got to get time and stuff to do it and get it all set up properly. But for now, you can go to I Am Sinister on YouTube and uh, check out the podcast every week, every Wednesday. It's uploaded at the same time as it goes live on Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere. 8 a.m. Central Time every Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Well, no, YouTube is I Am Sinister. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. I am Sinister TV. Live stream every morning around 5 a.m. FB.gg slash I am Sinister TV. Twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV. We stream over there as well. And uh, yeah, I am Sinister TV pretty much everywhere or I am Sinister. You can find me. So hit me up. Come check us out. Come hang out with us. Uh, I'm sure I'll have some kilt pictures coming up soon or a video or who knows what I'll come up with. Some kind of content involving me dressed up in a kilt for St. Patty's Day. So get ready for that. And uh, yeah. Christian, where can everybody find you? Please let the lovely people know. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Vin and Inc. That is V as in victory, E-N and Inc. Um, I'm on there every day. Even if I don't post every day, I'm there. You can see my R, you can see my face, and I will be posting when I'm drinking for St. Patty's Day as well. Uh, you can also find me at Sipping With Sin on everything. We both use that, so please let us know. If you have any questions for us you want us to answer for a last call, please do. You can send them to us at uh, Sipping With Sin or me personally at Vin and Inc. Like I said, V is a victory, E-N and Inc. Let us know, and we just did another episode for the podcast. It feels good. It does feel good. And one more thing I wanted to add. Uh, we I do have a, uh, a Gilded server, and if you don't know what Gilded is, essentially Gilded is like Discord. Uh, it's a competition, and uh, I'm actually partnered with Gilded and have a verified server for my community, the Sinister Pack, uh, for streaming and all that. Um, but we have a whole section just for the podcast for Sipping With Sin. You can do episode chat. There's topics. There's suggestions. Uh, your drinks go in there. Last Call Questions is actually one we just added, as well as stuff uh, for Sinister Tales. If you have a personal horror story or something you know, this happened to a, a friend, uh, you, anything, or a UFO encounter, whatever, something creepy, something like that, you can come and you can drop it there, and, you know, it could be in an episode for us. Uh, and then there's, we're going to put some stuff where you can add stories from the web, stuff like that as well. So definitely come check it out. It's uh, gilded.gg slash, I, uh, slash sinister pack. Excuse me. Gilded.gg slash sinister pack. And uh, it may ask you to do an application. If it does, it's just one of their little procedure things for protection. Just put here from the podcast. Here from Sipping With Sin. And you'll get accepted and you'll get the roles and then uh, you can check it all out and be a part of the community and hang out with us. But that's going to do it. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, 
We'll see you guys next time. Christian, do you want to take it away? I sure can. Thank you so guys so much for one other episode of Sipping with Sin. We really appreciate it. Please don't forget to send us your questions. You can find us all over the social medias at Sipping with Sin, at Vin and Inc., and at I Am Sinister TV. Thank you guys so much again. Please let us know what you think. Leave comments. Leave ratings. We'll see you in the next one. And don't forget, guys, no matter what happens, don't get gutted. Bye. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.